yeah, baby. That's not one, not two, not three, not four, not five, but six. I need two hands to count the goals. That's six goals for Phoenix Rising in a shutout, 6-0 victory against Memphis 901. Wow, what a match. I'm, of course, Max Simpson, joined by Mr. Jake Anderson. There was no Owen Evans. Cat has to contribute for the victory. No tie from Mr. Jake Anderson contributes to the victory. Jake, what did we just watch? I don't know, to be honest. I mean, even the most optimistic of fans could not have predicted this. I mean, we knew it was going to be a lot of goals, but I didn't think it was going to be six. I didn't think it was going to be all by Phoenix Rising. And it's not even like Memphis was that dangerous. They created a few chances, yeah. don't get me wrong. But, I mean, this was like the old Phoenix Rising of the 2018, 19, 20, 20 days to where they're up 2-0 with inside 20, 25 minutes. And then they just got in behind, got in behind, got in behind. And and that last goal, Quejo to, to Fede, just the dribbling, the movement, I mean, just a perfect night, honestly. I mean, man, it was one of those things where we have seen Rising pick up the offense, especially in the last month, over the course of the last couple of weeks. And yet you see a Memphis team who they're, th they're third in the East coming to this match. They had the best goal differential in the East coming to this match with plus 14. And you're thinking, okay, you know, they've been a pretty unstoppable force. Yes, Rising's good at home, but this is a tall task for them. And not only did they step up to the challenge, but really after that first goal, an absolute rocket by Eddie Manjoma into the top bins, you're thinking, oh, we got ourselves a nice match ahead of us. Absolutely. I think it really set the tone. The fact that it came from a defender and we had six different goal scorers tonight. I, I don't think, I mean, Manu did continue his golden lead uh, pace or sorry, golden boot lead pace, but it, it really just encompassed everything that we we saw. It was everything that was possible, right? And you did mention the fact that they were the leading goal scoring team coming in Memphis. They had a 12 match unbeaten, but at the same time, they were allowing over a goal a game. So we knew Rising did have an opportunity as long as they didn't can shoot themselves in the foot, have those turnovers in their own half, which they had been having. We knew that Memphis would definitely take advantage of that. But Rising was perfect tonight for the most part. I mean, they, they played the game that Juan's been talking about. He's been talking about the process. He's been talking about something that they've been building for, you know, over you know, right about a year now since he took over. It, this is if they can do half of this each match, play 50 percent of how well they played tonight. I mean, this team could be hosting a playoff game. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, 100%. I mean, listen, it's it's something where Owen and I always look at, like, around the top of each month, like, where is Rising going to finish? Where is Rising going to finish? We did it right before he uh, he bailed on us, you know, bailed on the show uh, mercilessly uh, in midweek. And he mentioned somewhere around, like, fifth for Rising to finish. I said about six. I mean, man, throw that out the window if they're going to be playing like this. It was, like, to your point, it was absolute offensive firepower. It was six different goal scorers. It was, I mean, shoot. Memphis only had one shot on target all match. Uh, Rocco Rios Novo was not threatened in the slightest. And it was something where in the first 10, 15 minutes, I was worried that rising was getting a bit bossed off the ball. Memphis absolutely brought the physicality. You look at them walking off the bus, as they say, and Memphis is the bigger team, but rising used their speed to advantage on multiple goals. And Memphis got cooked. Yeah. That's actually something that Juan Manguera spoke about at post matches they obviously are not a transition team anymore. They were in the Rick Sean stays. Now they are a possession-oriented team. But it didn't matter because in the moments that they had to be in the transition, they were clinical. Even the chances that they didn't. I mean, this game could have been 8-0. Oh, yeah. Like, I mean, I mean, Rocco had an assist tonight, right? Like, Rocco had as many saves as he did assists. He's a goalkeeper. 
like 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 the the way they were able to just exploit the fact that Memphis was pushing up and pushing up. This is what Rising can do when they play with a lead instead of playing from behind or playing when it's tied and playing against a team in a low block. I think it showed the importance of getting out early. And granted, it was a half hour later start, so the heat wasn't as hot. But you got to think, no team can prepare for this heat. I mean, it was 107 degrees at kickoff. You just cannot practice for that unless you're, what, Las Vegas and you're practicing in Vegas? Yeah. I mean, other than that, this is going to be a a fortress in the summer months. 100%. I mean, listen, like Memphis – could not stand the heat. And let, let's actually take a look at the numbers while, while we're at it, right? Memphis, it, it was something where this doesn't even tell the true story of how this match went, right? Six goals uh, for Rising, none for Memphis, as we already stated. The XG here, it's kind of an interesting one. 3.28 for Rising. It's a bit of a misnomer because some of those, uh, you know, some of those goals, especially the first one by Manjoma, a couple others where, you know, it was a very low percentage, whether it's Arteaga kind of making the keeper or whatnot. Rising kind of scored goals that were beautiful and textbook, but other ones where, man, they had no business even getting into some of the chances on some of those. Yeah, and I think I think Manjoma's goal was one of those to where you had that shot and nine times out of ten that probably doesn't go in, but this was the tenth time out of ten to where it, it just found top bins. And the angle I had was from behind him, and it was one of those where it's, oh, my God, that's going in, and then boom, you're like, wow, what a cracker of a goal. And to your point, not all the goals were, were you know, the the beauty uh, of that kind of shot. But you saw Trejo's goal. Like, that's an XG of probably like a 98, right? That's a tap-in. Like, he's going to make that every time. But the guys were selfless tonight. There were, I mean, and, and Juan said it post-game, there were guys who probably could have shot themselves but made the extra pass. And we saw a Fede score like that. There's the Trejo goal I just mentioned was another goal like that. If Again, I'm gonna, it's going to be a broken record, but if you can continue to be – selfless, find each other in those spaces, get in behind the way they did, and just be clinical. Not every shot goes in, but you continue to do it. Ten shots on target on 12, and you scored you scored six goals. Yeah, I mean, to, to your point, again, well, let's – that's that. One more time to let it sink in. 12 shots, 10 on goal, six goals. No matter how you dice that up, that is efficient as heck. Half of the shots that you are taking – are going in the back of the net. Uh, you could talk about the possession now rising didn't win the possession. It seems like the matches where they're not favoring the possession seems to be a bit more on the front foot, which is what they like. And again, Memphis, those nine shots really amount to absolutely nothing with the one goal. Um, excuse me, the one shot on goal. Listen, everyone here is saying in the chat, and we, we as always, appreciate everyone joining us. Seeing Scott, Goyman, Man, Pat. I'm a couple feet away from the computer, so I'm like squinting with my 2020 vision. Humble brag there, trying to take a look at everything. But everyone in the chat and everyone on Twitter, everything I was saying is like, we were all watching it, whether you're watching on ESPN2 under the bright lights, whether you're watching it in stadium. This was something that previous matches had led to, but I just, I'm trying to put my finger on where the differentiator is because we had so many guys step up, not only continue to level the play that they've had, whether it is a Manuel Arteaga or a Danny Trejo, but other guys who they're, they're, they're cracking in the score sheet on the season. Something that we haven't seen for multiple players. One of the goals that sticks out to me right now is Carlos Harvey's goal. Now, granted that XG is probably close to one as well. Cause he just belted it in from inside the six. But it, if you look, take the dissection of the whole goal itself, he comes off a rebound. It takes somebody following up, on the shot, not once the save is made, 
on the shot in preparation. We saw Il Fenomeno, the original Ronaldo. How many times did he score a goal like that in his career? And it's just being in the right position, which is a skill in itself, knowing where to be at all times. And he's not a forward. Right, like he's a midfielder, but he was in the right spot to be able to be have that opportunity. He had the chance and he took it. That just kept the the domino effect of the confidence amongst everybody. And once you start scoring goals, I mean, now everyone wants to score goals. Everyone's feeling good. You're you're gonna make the risky pass because you can afford to, right? You're not scared to to maybe just go sideways or go backwards. You'll go forwards because it's all right. Because if you lose the ball, okay, we'll get the defensive shape. We're up two, three, four, five, six. It. It, it just a great all over on performance. One hundred percent. I mean, again, again, it's something where you you're not going to look back at this match in the first ten minutes and necessarily remember or think about rising was getting out possessed. They were not being able to get on the front foot or even get any foot on the ball. And you're thinking, is it going to be one of those matches where, you know, the other team spraying it around on rising's home? Maybe they get a couple cracks at it, but it's just going to be a tough match. But then once that first goal comes in. Then 10 minutes later or so, the second, 20 minutes later, the third, you have three in the first half. You go into halftime, you're thinking, okay, like, let's just, I don't want to say mess around the second half, but then you saw the pay dividends in the second half of, we literally could run up the score of eight, nine, and that's non-exaggeration. Danny Trejo had a 50-yard run that he unfortunately couldn't finish, but there were, you know, some wasteful opportunities, but you can afford that when you have a start like Rising did. And Juan actually touched on that uh, during the postgame presser. He said during the halftime speech, Guys, I don't care that we're up 3 nothing. I, I want to come out with the same tenacity, with the same hunger, the same strive in the second half. You have to still play 90 minutes, which is almost the opposite of what we've seen from Rising most of this year, in which they really start to bring it in the second half. And granted, you don't have to be as aggressive when you have a 3-0 lead because you are just defending at that point. But we saw them. They took the chances. They, they did what they needed. And the fact that Cuejo came on, he hasn't played in how long? And he comes on and plays 10 minutes. He has a unbelievable first touch to keep the ball with his left foot comes in gives it to Fede and then Fede a a player who in my opinion has been a little disappointing at least for what we were expecting out of him this year shows the skill he has and that that can give him confidence Cuejo's now back with some confidence this result can bode well for the future of this team in in so many different ways because of all the guys who may or may not have been in the lineup may have had some confidence issues I think this is a really good opportunity now to take what they built tonight and just absolutely thrust it forward. Oh my gosh. No, it's, it, I think that was really the beautiful part where you hit on is like, we expected all the top guys to have a good performance, show out on the lights. And for the most part, they did. It was so many guys who they have either underwhelmed or they have been injured coming back, or there's some factor that they just haven't lived up to the performance over the course of the season or in recent weeks. And it was amazing to see so many different names on the score sheet, but just guys getting involved, guys who you could pick, honestly, five, six different men of the match, whether based on individual statistics or numbers, just on who was showing out. And I think Rising hasn't had a game where they've had multiple guys be that influential. And tonight, everyone was firing on all cylinders. It really was a like liquid football in a sense. Yeah, it, it was it was honestly just a, an all around perfect performance. I I can't even think of anything that you could be you know nitpicky about. I mean, maybe the beginning when they weren't able to get on the ball and get that front foot, but it didn't matter. Once that first shot went in, it it, it just gave everyone through their bloodstream just the confidence of okay, we're doing this. Let's go. The crowd was in it all game. The you know it, it's it's hot out here. Let's let's bring up another point is the is the heat. You know I've, I've I've not spent much time in Memphis, so I don't know what the the weather there is now at this time of year. But like I said, it 107 degrees at kickoff. 
Like there is no way to prepare for that. And I, and I do know internally that they were they were preparing for the end of the match to be the time that they were going to dominate because 60 minutes of playing in 100-plus degree weather is going to absolutely destroy you. And then Rising was going to take advantage, but they didn't have to. So if we can see this performance, it doesn't have to be three goals at halftime, right? That's actually kind of absurd to ex expect. But if they can get one in the first half of each game going forward, the, the possibilities are endless, especially if they can defend the way they defended tonight. That, that's what gets lost in transition in everything here is this is their first home clean sheet in league play on the season. And it came against Memphis who led the league in goals coming in with the fewest games played. I mean, man, I, I, I it's funny stats, stats tell, uh, you know, a story, but something like this, the match where you have to just watch it. And, and especially for those who made, made the journey tonight, the South end back here was absolutely rocking all match. Um, you, you love to see it, right? People were definitely having a good time. It was hot. Like you mentioned, I was trying to cool down with a nice four peaks brew. Uh, of course, couldn't be drinking in my credentials. Of course, everyone here in the chat and on Twitter was of course already counting. Well, you know, Max, uh, there's six goals. So, uh, you know, that means six shots or, you know, six pints, whatever it is, but Hey, my friends at four peaks, whenever I get around to those, you know me, man, I'm going to be sipping on a nice, uh, you know, kill lifter and their nice, a uh, tea shot, a nice green tea lager, all the different types of beers. As we know, it's hot as heck out here. So I need something to cool down afterwards. Going to be drinking some nice victory brews at the old Simpson household. Uh, but yeah, you guys can get in on the fun, not at the Simpson household. I'm going to bed after this, but you can get in the fun at Four Peaks, at Four Peaks Brew and at Four Peaks Pub on Instagram. And of course, check them out on those different platforms on Instagram so that you can keep up with all the latest that's going on on America's hometown brewery. Again, you must be 21 years or older to enjoy responsibly. You don't have to be 21 to enjoy our friends at Circle K. Man, it is hot. It is polar pop season. You know, we, we like Circle K. I'm going to go fill up on gas because my tank was on empty. I wanted to get here for the festivities, all of that jazz. But hey, we go for Circle K and I'm going to get some polar pops because I'm going to use code. Text, I'm going to text code PHNX to 31310. That's PHNX to 31310. I'm going to get BOGO. That's my one. Get one free. Polar pops, baby. It's hot. What was the, the temperature? 107? 107 at kickoff, according to my phone. That's hot. Honestly, if I had my phone out and like, out on the the sun deck or out where the sun can get it, it probably like give me that weird heat warning or something like that. Can't even use it, but I can use my friends at Circle K again. Text PHNX to three one three one zero for that buy one get one free polar pop, baby. You guys already know in the chat. I know this stuff off the top of my head. Let's go! But we appreciate everyone joining us and thank you for our part partners, of course, for uh, supporting us during our show. Speaking of supporting cast, nice transition there. Here we go. We got a lot of guys like I was mentioning for man of the match and. One guy that I wanted to stand out, right? So many different options. To me, it was a guy who, I, another person who kind of was maybe under expectations for a lot of times this season. He's had bits and pieces. I think in recent weeks, he has stood up, stood, uh, stepped up. And honestly, today, with the first goal in his rising uniform, it is going to be Erickson Gallardo. Is, in my mind, the man of the match, right? First rising goal, one assist. Three of three tackles one. He absolutely bossed it on both sides of the pitch. And again, that's a beautiful thing about this match. You can make a number of guys who had, you know, uh, got, got in the mix for rising, both in the assists, in goals, and everything like that. But Erickson Gallardo really liked his positioning, um, even on goals where he wasn't featured, just was in the right place at the right time. I think he'd been prone to offsides in certain times, but he really held a nice line on almost all of his runs. Yeah, he, uh, he was the one who had the goal on the assist from Rocco. And then his uh, assist came on Danny's tap-in, which... He absolutely could have taken himself, but he was unselfish at that point, right? And that's what Juan was talking about 
earlier in the match. And, and another point I want to make is Rising did all this without Kev. Like mm, that's I, terrifying. Like like Kev's going to come back. You know, I want Jamaica to do as well as I can. I love watching him play for the national team. So I you know I want him away from Rising as long as possible for Jamaican purposes, right? Not for anything else. But when Kev comes back, it then gives the center backs the defense. It just the depth. These guys, I mean, five subs now is is what we have in the common game, right? Three years ago, we didn't have this. This team is actually going to be in a position with, because that was something we talked about at the beginning of the year, is how unhealthy these guys were. We never saw the full 11. We're seeing that now. Guys are getting healthy. I mean, you can get to the type of team that you're playing 16 guys. You're going to be able to move guys in and out. Everyone's going to be fresh. People are going to be competitive in, in training. I think that's exactly what you want. And Rising might be peaking at the right time, right? Like, they're starting to pick up the groove. Can they get into this full swing by the end of the season and make a playoff run? Because the the Rising of old, yes, they've made two finals. One didn't get played. They weren't always the top team. And when they were the top team in 2019, we saw some disappointing ends. We saw the same thing happen in 2021. So maybe, and Wangera is a former Oakland coach. Remember what Oakland did two years ago. So it's we have a long way to go before we get to the playoffs. But with how close the Western standings are, I mean, they very well end up being, like you said, we, when we were talking about where would they be at the end of the month, I mean, they're in, what, fifth right now? They could be in fourth or third by the end of the month. It's very small margins in both a good, bad way, right? Even below rising, uh, you know, you have teams winning who, uh, you know, or Orange County beating Monterey Bay, right? Like teams who were absolutely buried a month, two months ago, they're now sneaking into playoff position. And then above rising, it's tied at the top. And that's a good thing because rising really can't shake it up. I was talking uh, to some people at the game where it's like, for whatever reason, you know, against the Eastern teams have typically done relatively well uh, this season in me from memory West, maybe a bit more difficult, but Hey, hopefully that familiarity breeds some better results. And, you know, we keep moving forward. Um, I'm curious, right? We talked about a number of players who else on your mind, I guess, if we're having to give out, maybe a secondary man of the match award, who else would get your vote of like, hey, this guy or these guys absolutely bossed it tonight? So you actually took mine. Eric was actually going to be the guy I went with. Um, I mean, I'm not really taking anyone that anyone knows, but Manu. Manu, to me, it's five goals now in as many matches. He is, I believe last time we looked, leading the Golden Boot, and that the way he works, he's still tied. And this was something that I had hit on maybe about a month ago was – that Rising was missing that number nine that they had when they had Rufat, when they had Adam John. A guy that can do it aerially, a guy that can do it with his feet, a guy that can get in behind. He's kind of just this total striker. And when you get a guy like that in form, we saw Panos just has to give him the ball. Like, it, it, it's not so – and he has a guy like Panos now who can give him the service. You can get a guy like Danny Trejo. Get him out wide. Get him out of the center of the field. Get him out wide. Give him the space. Let him create so that he can give a good ball. To, to Manu to then finish. And because that's all Manu needs. It's just good service, boom, attack. And it, it again, it, it sounds so simplistic, but it kind of really is. But you have to get the right guys in there. We saw we saw Danny trying to do that as a number nine. It just doesn't work because I don't think that is what his skill set is. I think Juan's finally found the formula. And if they can continue, again, if they can play 70% as well as they did tonight, this is a this is a damn good playoff team. Absolutely, and, and even on the on, on you know Artiaga's goal, right? Panos, shout out to him, right? I know, I like, like he he had the assist. He in a weird way had was an under radar match, and yet he was absolutely spot on in some of those runs. That was a beautiful turn, holding off the defender. Then you play a thirty yard ball on an absolute row. But 
as beautiful as that assist was, it takes a striker to make that type of anticipation run where you know you have a defender on your hip and you have that synchronicity with Panos, which has been a beautiful connection in recent weeks, really over the last month of you wait until the timing happens. Boom, you make the run. And to his credit as well, it's progression throughout the season. How many times have we seen that type of ball, whether it's on the ground or whether it's over the top? And Arteaga, we've kind of knocked him a bit of, hey, he's a guy who you want him around the box, within that six-yard box. Maybe within the 18, he has that bit of range, but like he's only really confined to that inside-the-box score. And granted, while this one it was inside the box, we have seen him go from he's going to over dribble, he's going to lose the ball, and he's going to flub a chance to he's been clinical. And that type of ball and that type of finish was not easy. Megs the keeper. I would be hard-pressed to find someone who's with a defender breathing down your back is going to make that type of finish as consistently as he has done the last couple of weeks. I, I think if any position on the pitch, strikers have to be confident. Like if you do not have confidence, your head is down, it gives you that half a second of doubt. And that half second is the time that a defender needs to knock you off the ball, knock you off your balance. You're going to knock you off the, the fact that your shot's not going to be on target. He's not in that funk right now, right? He scored five goals in as many games. He is leading the entire league in goals scored. He's just feeling himself, right? Every time he gets the ball, I bet he expects to score. And at the very least, gets the ball on target. And we saw what happened. If you get the ball on target to the goalkeeper, if the keeper is not ready and then the keeper starts having doubts in himself, he'll spill. And now you have a rebound opportunity, which is the easiest goal you can have. It just this result, I think tonight, like I said earlier, breeds the confidence that the entire team is going to need. The entire team wants. And now it's just kind of like, let's get to the next game because that's what you want. You just want to start playing with the confidence that you have. 100%. I mean, it's something where we always said throughout the season, this team, it's going to take a bit of time for them to get going. You have an absolutely new coach, an absolutely new system. And, you know, it kind of mirrors, right? You have a new stadium. You have a new environment that people are getting used to. And you see that these fans are coming through who are getting rewarded like, the energy is always there from the crowd. And we, we know that we've seen that over the years, even last season when it was a down one. But my word, being able to feed off this energy, you're mentioning yourself, it's not just the heat, but it really is the fan base and the energy that comes from these goals. I think we were enveloped in smoke. I'm like probably coughing up some red smoke after all six of the goals that came out. But this is going to be a place where teams do not want to play. And they are going to fear, especially if they're going a goal down. It's like, uh oh, here it goes again. We saw what happened. I'm really anxious to see what happens if the old Phoenix Rising that we saw You know, three, four years ago when you had the early lead and the early lead then transitions into big wins, the crowds will get bigger. The weather will get nicer. The crowds will get even bigger. This place holds 10K. The last place, or I should say two places ago, Casino Arizona Field was only about seven, eight with standing room. If we can get to a point to where you consistently can get, you know, eight, nine thousand come playoff time, we've never seen a playoff crowd that big. This place will be absolutely rocking and and that is something that this club has yet to see is 10k at a playoff game i think that should be the goal and i think it's absolutely doable Ooh, dude you're getting me fired up run through a freaking brick wall no it's it's something where it's a it's an interesting kind of uh i don't say slippery slope that's not the right word but you know you want to see fans coming out even when there's hard times and granted it was a tough sled in the middle of the season but you are really are seeing not only the dedication of people coming out but 
it's a beautiful brand of football that really has been played recently. And we always say on the, on the pod, like our kind of credo is like the performance match, the results. It's not always going to, but you eventually the cream will rise to the top and it will get there. And you're starting to see performance after performance rising has not uh, lost now in five matches. Remember serves me correctly. Like it keeps on coming, right? Three draws, two wins. It keeps on snowballing. And that's going to show not only in the score sheet, but also the fans in attendance, this place, it's it's going to be actually absolutely tough to play. And we love to see that. Um, it's something that's going to keep on absolutely steamrolling. Something that, oh, no, this isn't really a transition. You can really steamroll OGs because our friends, those are the best scratch-made edibles in the dang game. Arizona made, of course. Check out our friends at OGs Brands. They got the pink lemonade dropping. For those of you who partake, they got the creams. They got the fruits, all of that jazz. They got the indicas, the tevas. They got the little happy balance, the THC, CBD, one-to-one, all of that good stuff. Check them out on Instagram at OGs Brands. That's at O-G-E-E-Z Brands. And then also on uh, the URL, the uh, the World Wide Web, all that jazz at OGsBrands.com. That's OGsBrands.com to find them at a local dispensary near you. You must be 21 years or older to enjoy. Check out our friends at Valley Tap Room as well. Appreciate you guys. I've always been saying it, right? People are trying to get me out to Valley Tap Room because apparently I owe shots. Apparently every win and every rising goal, which apparently like my liver is going to be absolutely flooded in, in shots, which... I don't think that's fair to me, uh, especially after six nine. I'm not taking six shots. Uh, no one's going to try to clip that and uh, use that on the show. Definitely not going to happen. But yeah, check out our friends at Valley Tap Room. They got the Trivia Tuesdays. They have, uh, you know, the wine, the wine handles, the different types of beer, the wine slushies. Everything's so delicious. And check out uh, our watch party coming up. It will be happening uh, in the next two months. Promise you guys check on uh, PHNX underscore underscore rising for more updates. But thank you to our friends at Valley Taproom. Check them out on Instagram at Valley Taproom as well as in person uh, off the 202 and Gilbert. So check out Valley Taproom and our friends at OG's Brands. Oh, my gosh. I mean, man, this entire match, it's it's just a fun. It's something where we understand a six no victory, especially the way it happened. It's not going to happen, uh, you know, all the time. Was this? I guess, where's this rank in your mind? You've seen a lot of rising matches over the years. Where does this rank in terms of like just the, the, the feeling and like just the happiness of watching a match? The people who I've spoke to tonight who have been following this team since at least 2019, it just brought memories of that back. I mean, 2020, the first game was 6-1 against Portland Timbers too, I believe. And then COVID happened and then the whole season was over until we came back in July. But those games in 2019 especially with a 20-game win streak back then, this is how, at least the home games in the summer, that's how it was. It was press early, get a transition goal, and then the rest of the game is going to be the other team chasing and then just getting in behind and scoring and being clinical and being lethal and blowing teams out and then getting clean sheets. Like That was the the biggest part of the night to me when we got to the, the 80th. I was like, all right, guys, get the clean sheet. Let's get the first one at home in league play of the year. Get that confidence going. Eddie Manjoma was the player that we got tonight in the presser, and he hit it on the, on the head too. He goes, the biggest thing tonight is we got the clean sheet. We know we can score goals. We've seen rising. That was never the rising's issue. It wasn't creating chances. It was being clinical. They know they can be clinical and create the chances, but can you keep the clean sheet? Because they hadn't done it all year, so it, to get three points, it required at least two goals. Granted, you're not going to get a clean sheet every game, but if you can do that, you can give yourself the benefit of the doubt that when you only do score one goal, you know that you still have the chance to get three points, and it just makes you more lethal. It just makes you more dynamic. It just bodes so well for the rest of the year. 
This performance tonight was the Phoenix Rising of old. If you've seen this team play for five plus years, and it is just a breath of fresh air because the last two years have just been the complete opposite of what everything that this team represented has been. So to see this performance tonight, man, it just it it kind of you 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 hope that that's it's back. You hope that Rising is back. And my favorite part about all this, it was on national television. So I know the East Coast people probably weren't up because it started at 11 p.m. Shout out to Jose Bosch. I hope you're still awake. But I, I hope that the league took notice. And I and I I can't wait for my ballot on Monday to see how many Phoenix Rising players are on the uh, player of the week. Dude. Yeah, honestly, it's gonna be it's gonna be hard keeping a lot of players out of that uh starting eleven. It's gonna be gonna be a fascinating one. I I love I love to hear that, right? I mean that honestly echoing that when I'm talking to some of the fans, like they're saying, you know, hearkening back of a, a rising of old, just that type of euphoria, that feeling. But yeah, people are also kind of sensing like this is something different. And even though, yes, it's a different team and it's not the same as last year, while you do have that same of like, okay, this brand of dominance, it's in a different way. And I, I'm, I mentioned this at the start of the season, like if they are able to figure it out, keep the momentum going, it's going to be tough sledding at the beginning. But once they have this type of formula and the type of way Juan Guerra wants them to play, I think that not only it's something where they're able to rack up results, maybe not a six nail every time, but they're going to be able to rack up the results in a consistent manner, keep guys fresher based off the system. And it's something that's more sustainable. I think it's a sign that it's sustainable for the players. It's sustainable for the fans. It's something that it's a system where it rewards the fruits of your effort. And if you're able to get guys dialed in, bring in, you know, some players back from injury, from acquisition to get everything in the mix, that's how you get things cooking. The people have said, let Wong cook. The dude is in the kitchen cooking up all kinds of stuff, and we saw it tonight. I absolutely agree. I, I think the the team that I always called the old Phoenix Rising under Rick Schantz was a more Liverpool style with Klopp just counter press. And I remember Landon Donovan one time uh, when you know Loyal first joined the league, he called Phoenix Rising. It was like playing racehorses. But we saw what happened at the end of years, right? Whether it was injuries, whether it was guys just getting fatigued from playing an entire season like that. Now you flip it over to Juan's system. Juan system's possession oriented. Like you said, it, it takes a little bit off of you because you don't have to be sprinting the entire game. Granted, the, the risky part of it is if you do make mistakes, you usually get punished. We've seen that, but we also see what happens when you don't make the mistakes. And we see Rick Chance's system, the biggest problem, and I think the league figured it out later on, was if you park the bus, have a low block, that team is not used to having to figure things out and unlock doors to whereas this team, especially as... Panos and Cuejo figure I don't know how Cuejo is going to work back in because now that's going to be almost an issue in terms of how, who you take out kind of thing right <laughs> but once they get that figured out I think even teams that sit low I mean like a team like Pittsburgh let's say you played Pittsburgh in, in the in the final so like we know that Bob Lilly's going to just sit right I think this Phoenix team could actually unlock that door and make you know in, in a neutral site depending on actually where it is, they could be hosting. But my point is, is Rick's old teams couldn't do that. Juan seems can. So if you can get this performance, you can get these types of efforts. I, I honestly think that these, like you said, it's something new because the style is is much more pleasing on the eye. The What you said about the process of does it match the result? It won't always, but most of the time it will. And And when you can get everything flowing like this, I mean, this team really has a chance to do something special, I think. 100%. And again, I think the the really interesting wrinkle to everything is we've seen this in multiple matches, really throughout the season. 
but it really has been highlighted in the last couple of weeks. And really tonight, the beauty of the possession system and how they play is you are able to build up it inspires confidence against different players on the ball but that doesn't mean you're not able to go more direct we saw on multiple goals again artiago's goal gallardo's goal where rocco rios novos to your point is assisting you are able to still have the flexibility of going more route one direct because you have unlocked the game and opened it up by players shifting moving around moving off the ball and essentially bringing the defense in that way it opens it up uh, for the rest of the team across the rest of the pitch. So I'm incredibly excited to see where this team keeps on going, move forward. We've already been excited over the recent weeks, even throughout the season, but something like this, again, I'm not trying to belabor the point. We're not always going to get a six nil victory. We can't get accustomed to that. We can't get spoiled by that, but the type of performance and the clinicalness, I don't think that's going away. And I, ho I, I hope I'm not wrong. I hope I'm not wrong, but it's been building, and this result really is a culmination of, I would say, the last handful of weeks of we're almost there, draw, draw, win in there, New Mexico, draw, and then this is it. And I think you're hearing it from the players themselves. You're hearing it from Juan. I mean, we've been hearing it from Juan because we speak to him the most, obviously. But the players have that confidence. And and just talking to Eddie tonight, I mean, he's not a, a necessarily an attacking player, but he, from a defensive perspective – his wing, his fullback position, he brings something that necessarily didn't they didn't have clicking, right? Like he, the, his goal tonight shows his his ceiling of what he can bring to the table, but he doesn't have to do that every game, right? But we're the ones that we do need to see doing that almost every match would be a Manu, would be a Danny Trejo, but when you can get it from other parts of your team, it it, it not that it takes the pressure off, but it's just makes it so much harder for the other team to defend you because it's okay. Now teams are probably going to man Mark Manu or at least have two center backs, not let him get anywhere outside of the central area. Well, now Danny's going to have a little bit more space. He'll have one guy to beat. He beats him. Now, oh crap, center back's going to have to step up. Now Manu's got one center back on him. Boom, goal. And, and, I, and I think if you can start to get those little pieces that you don't necessarily game plan for to be attacking minded, like with Eddie tonight, it just trickles onto the other parts of, well, crap. Well, if we're getting if we're getting beat from all over, I don't really know how you stop rising at that point. Yeah, it's a it's a darn good problem to have. Um, I do want to shout out the, uh, all the diehards and everyone in our chat. We're very, very sorry that I'm not able to read your comments again. A little bit far from the screen and I want to like zoom in and get the whole head. It's not not a good scenario there. Uh, tweet at me uh, anything you guys want. Tweet at Jake anything you guys uh, want as well. But I do do see the lit names there. Thank you, Albert. Thank you, Devin, Pat everyone in there. The everyone who shows up honestly for all these matches, uh, you know, in good times and bad times. It's the beauty of you know a type of game like this is like man everyone's celebrating having a good time if you guys want to become a diehard as well check out phnxlocker.com uh to get you know all times of good stuff 20 percent off of merch 20 percent off events access to our discord um, everything is popping off there always having a good time appreciate everyone in the chat who is diehards and those who want to become a diehard again phnxlocker.com man uh so much stuff to cover you know, and we're not done, right? Uh, we're going to be going back uh, Monday. Monday, uh, you're going to be joining uh, again this week. You're really filling in for Owen. I'll, again, all we're saying is this. Owen wasn't here. Six goals. So uh, stands to reason. We're going to have, have you back on the on the pod on Monday. Very excited. No Owen. No tie. No problem. Six nil victory. I think this actually might have been the first match in Phoenix Rising history in which 
Jose Bosch and Owen Evans both were not in attendance. And I happen to be here just saying. I'm just saying facts. Not saying it's the reason. I'm just saying facts. Not facts, just, you know, just a coincidence. No, uh, we're not trying to go. You know what? Causation uh, doesn't always mean correlation or other way around. But, hey, here we are. But, uh, yes, Jake's going to be back with us Monday at 6. Uh, and then we'll send you guys off for your uh, 4th of July holiday for those who celebrate. But, yeah, uh, it's been it's been a fun show. Again, rising. Absolutely beat the brakes. Off of Memphis 6-0. Um, appreciate everyone joining us. You can follow the show at phnex underscore underscore rising. Uh, double the underscore, uh, to quote Owen Evans, double the fun. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Max David Simpson. Jake, anything for the people where they can follow you? All that jazz. You can find me on everything at JWA1994. And hopefully Twitter's not broken again. Woof. Yeah, seriously. Well. Appreciate you guys joining us. Uh, again, remember, it's the beautiful game, and we absolutely love it, but it's even more beautiful when you put up six at home. We'll see you guys on Monday. Laters.